Rabbi said, tonight, you know, I'm, I want to say something. Some people might say I'm a little bit controversial. Not so controversial. But it happens to be the art set of the Lubavitcher Rebbe. Lubavitcher is Echotanik Levracha. And uh, I just saw one quote that they say over. Lubavitcher say over something from him. See a lot of things from him. That uh, He said that the purpose of this world is not to reach to the heavens. The purpose is to bring the heavens to the earth. Not to, not to reach the heavens, we've got to bring the heavens to the earth. That's what we got to do. That's our job. Our job is to bring the heavens to the earth. And that's what a Yid does. A Yid is always trying to think about how they can bring the heavens to the earth. I said over that the topic that we're going to discuss today is um, how do we see the good when things don't look that good? And that's one thing we're going to talk about. How do we see the good when things don't look that good? And the second way to think about Pirkei Ovis, and it happens to be just the, the Mishnah that I turned to in Pirkei Ovis, I think, gives us a little bit of an avenue to open up this concept of looking at the good. Before I say over the Mishnah, as mentioned, is right now I just finished Avning Marv, my downstairs minion in the in the courtyard in the Chatzar outside of my house in Arnov. And I have a neighbor of mine who's a bus driver. He's a bus driver. He has a bus company. He goes on, you know, usually takes people into Yulim. And now, because of the corona crisis, so his, you know, everything is a little bit stopped, but he's still working. And just told me right before Myrev, he said, he wants to tell me just one little story where you see Hashkacha Pratias. He said he was supposed to take a group from a Beit Sefer, you know, the schools here in Israel open. He was supposed to go on some sort of, I guess, teal. And he got a phone call that the night, night last night, that the, they canceled the teal. They canceled the deal. So, okay. So right away, you're like, you think about, you know, how many jobs do I have? Finally, he's got a job. Now it's canceled. The next morning, the school called him back and said, you know what? We just want to tell you that we just found out that one of our students that was supposed to come with us, it was found out to have the corona. And um, if he would have come on the bus, that first of all, everyone on the bus would have had been put into quarantine. And this person's name is David. David told me, he says, Rabbi Liv, you see what the Rabbanisham did? I was I was thinking about what kind of loss I have. And at the end of the day, all I had was a game. Because what would have happened if I would have put into quarantine for 14 days? Then I would have lost not only a lot more parnasa, I myself would have been going crazy. One of the simple things we got to take a look at is that whenever we take a look at, at situations to realize HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one that's running the show. And I was just thinking about it this morning as I was davening in the morning. Just a simple brachas, the brachas ashtach. I think I mentioned to you that I started the minute since we were davening at home and everything else. So I, I continue that minute even now I go to a minute downstairs. But I say the brachas ashtach. And I ask the rabbits and answers amen to the brachas. And um, the simple brachas, brachas ashtach. You know, the simple things you know, that we say in the morning. Which is uh, gives us a mind that works. We can differentiate between things, simple things that we just we just have to focus on them. It takes a lot of concentration, but we get used to just that. Kodesh Baruch is the one that gives us bina, and the brachas shaloh asani goy. Just thinking about it, you know, I, I mentioned you had a nigan about shaloh asani goy, and I told you a vart not so long ago about shaloh asani goy. But now I'm thinking about just the simple understanding. When I see what's going on in the United States of America, the race riots and the burning and the 
the stupidity of the way people are, you know, looking at black rights in a way which, in the end of the day, it's just, you know, to de demilitarize the police, not allow the police to do the job. I heard last night from some guys who live in New York City, it's like crazy what's going on there. You know, fireworks and from 11 to 3 in the morning, like people are just going nuts. It's just lawlessness. So, in a simple understanding, it's Shalala Shani Goy. I'm a yid. I would never think about doing such a thing. I would never think of doing those things. Shalala Shani Goy, I'm not a guy to be thankful to God's Borchum. And then you have the higher level brachas. Ote Yisrael Besifara, Oze Yisrael Begvura. Rabbi said, We are from the Amanifcha, we are from the chosen people. The simple understanding is to see good things, to see good. And when we take a look, and we take a look at our own lives, and we recognize what HaKadosh Baruch Hu has done for us and is doing for us and is watching over us. And it doesn't take away, as we mentioned many, many times, from the fact that there are tragedies and that there are losses. But in the end of the day, we have to take a look and see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in the end, it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one that's, he's running the world. And if he is watching over us, as he's watched over us throughout the millennium, Throughout the years of the Golas, we recognize everything that's taking place now in these times is really all from HaKadosh Baruch Why? We never really know that we're small people. But there's one thing we do understand. HaKadosh Baruch is the one that's running the show. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. But now I want to digress a little bit. Not so digress, but speak about what we say, the Mishnah of the Week. The Mishnah of the Week in Pirkei Yavis. Very simple Mishnah that all familiar with. In the first parak, Mishnah Yud Gimel, Hillel and Shammai Kiblu Mehem. Hillel and Shammai were Makabal from Shammai and Avtalian. And Hillel said, famous Mishnah, heavy me Talmidah shall Aaron. We should be from the Talmidim of Aaron Akayan. Ayyav Shalom, we should love peace. Raydev Shalom, run after peace. Ayyav Sabrius, we should love people. Umakarvan Latur, we should bring them close to Torah. We're all familiar with this Mishnah. I think it's very apropos also this week's Parsha. In America, is Parshas Kairach, concept of Machlaikas. Aaron is the consummate figure who's the opposite of Machlaikas. He's the one that brings peace, that brings shalom. And we should be the one that follows in the, in the derech. As my father or son used to say over, uh, why does it say, heavy mitamid? It should say, heavy love made me midasa shall Aaron akarin. You should learn from the midah. Why does it say you should be from the talmidim? My father said an unbelievable word from the Sefer Haredim that there's different yeshivas in what's called the Mesifta de Rekia. In the heavenly worlds, there are different yeshivas, just like there's a Panovich yeshiva and a Hebron yeshiva and a Mir yeshiva and a Ner Yaakov yeshiva. Ner Yaakov is still alive and well. What's the right? Ner Yaakov is alive and well. Look what's happening right now. Ner Yaakov is alive and well. The Ner Yaakov Talmudim and the Ner Yaakov Rabbeim. They're together. That's really what it's all about. So over there, the Sefer Chayreim says that there's different Masifters in the heavens. There's Moshe Rabbeinu's Yeshiva, there's Yeshua Ben Nun's Yeshiva, and then there's Aaron Akayin's Yeshiva. And what is Aaron Akayin's Yeshiva called? Masifta the Rechemusa, the Masifta of love. Why? Why? Because in his Yeshiva, they learn not only Shas and Poskim, but the main thing is they learn Midas Tavis and they learn what it means to be a person that loves peace. 
So that's why it says heavy mitamid of shalayim. It doesn't say v'lamid mimigasay because we should end up doing what we have to in this world to bring peace into the world. We'll soon see what that means. And it will end up in the base medrash of Aaron Akayim eventually. So this cipher that I've used in the past from Avram Azulai, the father of the Chidah, and his period, he says some very interesting things. So we'll just try to break it down as quickly as we can. The first thing a person has to know is that we have to know what peace is. We have to know what Shalom is. You have to understand it. You have to break it down. It's like, what is it? You know, I mean, just like when a person, you know, I have a grandson of mine. He's going to be bar mitzvah in a few weeks. I speak about my mitzvah. And I was at the house yesterday with his parents. And he, he's like very good with his hands. So he's making a, um, his own, I don't know, contraption with wheels and bikes. And he, he made a movable sukkah for sukkah. He made a whole sukkah on wheels and stuff like that. He's very, very good. Very, very good. He really knows how to put things together. When we, a person has an analytical mind can put things together. A person has a scientific mind can put things together. Certain people that can build cars, people that can build contraptions. We have to understand what is the value of peace. And that's an amazing thing. Stop and think about it. What is peace worth? What is peace worth? We take a look at the world today. We see a world that's fractured and damaged and is without peace. <laughs> so we understand clearly that we're lacking in peace. And we have to look how we can bring peace into the world. We can't change necessarily the big picture. But what we can change is, in our particular environment, to try to bring peace into our world as best as we can. But the first thing is, it should be, love peace. Love peace means make peace something which is important to you. And then he says like this, what happens is sometimes that there are things which take place, you know, they got to get into shul politics community politics, 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 right? And I say, I don't mean the, you know, just, just politics in the world. So sometimes a person has to make a stand for certain things, right? You can't just bend all the time. You got to stand up for your rights. But you have to understand that that is just for the moment. In the end of the day, I got to get to peace. If it's just going to be, I'm going peaceful position, then unfortunately, then we're lacking in the real understanding of what value is. That's getting into, you know, everything. Everyone knows, you know, the Shalom bias issues that come up in life. And a lot of times people, they take a look and they say, you know what, 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 are, you know, what are my rights? You know, if Shalom, a person has to go through a divorce, shouldn't be to get and it's a mitzvah in the Torah. If a person has to get divorced, he's got to get divorced. Not a pleasant thing. But what happens is, if people understand that the purpose, even after divorce, is to make it amiable and to make it work. But why? Because I have responsibilities to my family, my children. And even though we might not be married, but Lamaisa, we have a dual responsibility. We have a family that we brought into the world. Automatically, it's a different way of looking at how we're going to negotiate and how we're going to look at things. And that's the way we always have to look at things. How can I finally bring it back to a peaceful resolution? That's the next thing, which is shalom, to run after shalom. How can I somehow bring peace into the world? Because if I'm going to be a person, it's always going to be machzik v'machlaikas, like kairach, then unfortunately, it's just going to bring to disaccord 
The next thing is, if a person understands the value of peace, and he understands that even when there has to be a situation, he has to stand up and things, but the main thing is to bring it back to a peaceful resolution. Then we can understand what Ayyavah Sabriyas is. Why? Because if I'm a person that loves peace, then I love every single, I love every single being. I love every single Jew for sure. Because I'm Sashalam, I'm automatically Ayyavah because I see the good in every single person. And, um, and I realized that it's not only the great tzaddikim that I love, I love everything. I can learn from every single person. There's no such thing. You can be a simple, simple person, a shoemaker. I'm telling you this morning, I went for a walk this morning. I just picked it, you know, just right now, I just mentioned it. This book brought it to my mind. We have right across in Harnov on, on Rechov Shalz and right across from the, um, from the supermarket. So that for the guys that remember what, this, what, what, what Harnov looks like, so there's a little shoemaker. I know he was there in the old days. He's got a little booth outside. It's unbelievable. I see him in the morning, early in the morning. I don't know what time he davens. I thought it could be davens for a second. I don't know. But I see him setting up his wares. Sometimes I go for a walk very early in the morning, quarter to seven, seven o'clock. He's already getting his thing up. But I went today for two walks. I went for a walk in the morning. I went for a walk later. And I see, what is he doing? He's outside saying to him. He's outside saying to him. I'm saying to myself, this is the shoemaker, the shoemaker in Yerushalayim. I can learn from him. What happens when he has a free moment? What does he do? He's saying to him, ah, we have to love every single person. And the most important thing is, the last part of the Mishnah, to bring people close to Torah. When we say bring people close to Torah, a lot of times people make a mistake. Say, oh, that's for the Kirov organizations. That's for Lubavitch. That's for Asha Torah. That's for Josh Brody. That's for those guys, right? But for me, I'm a simple guy. You know what I mean? I'm a working guy. What do I know about being the kind of Every single person has a duty. First of all, you have your own family. To be much in your family. Do it properly, right? And to recognize that every single, every single one of us is an ambassador of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's manifestation in this world. And when we do the right thing, and people look at us, and people say, wow, that person is from the Jewish people. And that's what they say. We see today there are a lot of different values. People are saying, so a lot of the stuff going on on the internet, you know, they see the tremendous amount of chesed. I saw just, a, I think it was B&H, right? B&H, is that what I saw just a, a couple of weeks ago? They were giving out free um, uh, elect, electronic items to some of the medical personnel in Lenox Hospital. And they made such a kiddush Hashem that there's, Hasidic Jews and, and religious Jews that are giving out and are, are there for people and all the tremendous chesed and I've seen different pictures of, of from people going to police stations and to fire stations. Tremendous Kiddush Hashem. Tremendous Kiddush Hashem. That's also being Makar of people at Torah because people see the values of life. So when we see a world that's in disarray and we have a Mishnah like we have and it falls into this parsha, I think that that's the first step in the value of seeing the good even in a world where there's no good or it looks like it's no good. Second thing which we always say is, and we're going to leave the Mishnah on others and we talk a little bit about this issue, is um, the Gemara in the Sechta Brachas that the Gemara describes the famous story of Rabbi Akiva who 
came to a town and he had with him three things. He had a donkey, he had a rooster, and he had a candle. And he wanted to have a place to sleep. And when he got to town, the people in that town, they made a rule, like Sudan a little bit, that what? We don't have people over at night. And no one invited him into his house. So what did he have to do? He had to go out into the field. He went out to the field. The Gemara said the famous Misa, the donkey ran away, right? The rooster was eaten up. And the wind came and blew out the candle. So now he's all alone in the field. Doesn't have his mode of transportation. His car was taken from him. His uh, livelihood was taken from him. We can all relate to these things. And now warmth and light. He doesn't even have a little fire to warm himself. Boy, that's pretty, pretty sad. Pretty sad. And what did he say? Everything that Kodesh Baruch does is for good. That's what he said. And the next morning, he woke up, he went back into the town. And what did he see? There was a pogrom. Kasper Shalom, a pogrom. Everyone that was there was killed. And what would have happened if he would have been in the town? And they would have invited him, he would have been killed as well. And what would have happened when he was in the field? If the donkey would have brayed, they would have heard the noise. They would have come. They would have checked them off. If the fire would have been lit, they would have seen the light. If the rooster was around, the rooster would have crowed. They would have gotten him. So what did he see clearly? Finally, the next morning, he saw, he saw Kolmad, Abed, Rachman, Abed, everything that Kodesh Baruch does is for good. Ah. So my father, all of us, Shalom, asked the Gavaldi, Kekasha. The Kasha is that Rabbi Akiva, we know, according to the Gemara, was a Talmud of someone by the name of Nachum Ish Gamzu. Who remembers the story of Nachum Ish Gamzu? Who remembers? If you have your, raise your hand if you remember the story of Nachum Ish Gamzu. Okay, I see a lot of people raising their hands. It's a, it's a Gemara in, in Tainus, and the Gemara speaks about Nachum Ish Gamzu, was the person who said, Gamzu Latova, even when he's chastish only had his hands cut off and his legs cut off, and he was mamish unbelievably in a painful, painful part of the world. He said, Gamzu Latova. He was able to say Gamzu Latova. So my father asked, why did Rav Nachum Ish Gamzu use the term Gamzu Latova? And why did Yerbekivi used the term uh, Number two is, what's the difference between the Rebbe and the Talmud? You know, it seemed to be the same, exact same thing. So my father also used to say over from a Talmud that the Chassam Sofer explains, the Valdekavort. Nachum Gamzu was the Rebbe. He was in such a madrega that when something bad happened to him, a, a leg was cut off. Can't imagine what type of horrific position that is for a human being to have to go through. He was able to know clearly what good is going to come from it. That doesn't sound like anything good can come from it. It doesn't sound like it. But you know what? We don't understand the Cheshbonus of a Kodesh Baruch. We don't understand the Cheshbonus. Kodesh Baruch has a reason. When we can't fathom the Rebonus of his mind, how things work. Kodesh Baruch knows what he's doing. And Nachem Ishgamza was so great, he could see clearly at the time, oh, this is either a tikkun, or this is something which is going to help me in the future. And he said, Gamza Latova. Rabbi Kiva was the Talmud. He wasn't on that lofty level. But what he had was one thing, Emunah. I don't understand clearly what's going on. Right now, I am distressed. Right now, I'm in the fields, it's cold. I don't have anything. I lost everything. It looks like everything's bad, but you know what? I have a Muna and a Kaddish Baruch Hu. 
Everything HaKadosh Baruch Hu does, I'm going to eventually see it's going to be for good. And Rebbe Kiva was also that the next day he was able to see it. But that's the difference. So what do we see from over here? The power of Amuna in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one that's ruling the world. And when we take a look at a world that looks like it's in disarray, and it is in disarray. It is in disarray. We can't deny it. We can't deny that the way things are looking and the pan-epidemic and the race riots and the upcoming elections and the fact that things are just topsy-turvy in the world, just here in Eretz Yisrael, we're now going through an uptick in, in, in the corona cases and we don't fully understand why it's happening. But you know what? I could have walked with the one that's in charge. That's the way it is. So we have to say, we have to have that emuna and bitachin in HaKadosh Baruch that everything is for good. I want to mention that Rav Steinemann, Rav Steinemann is that said an unbelievable thing. He said, you know, the Holocaust, six million Jews were killed. Six million Jews. Tragedy beyond our comprehension. We can't fully understand it. But Rav Steinemann says, a lot of times people look only at the negative, the negative uh, the losses of the Jewish people. But we lose sight of the fact about how many people were saved. Because Baruch plucked out this one and this one and this one. And now when we take a look now, 70 years later, 80 years later, and we see the descendants of those survivors and what those survivors themselves built, each one on his level or her level. Unbelievable. We think about the survivors. What type of power message to have for every single one of us and even though now there's a diminishing factor and they're passing away but their generations that they've fostered they brought into the world are continuing their legacy so Steinemann himself who lost every single member of his family except for himself he lost his entire family and he was miraculously plucked out as a young yeshiva bunker was put into Switzerland together with Moshe Sternbrook's uh, cousin and they lived in Switzerland during the war and they taught Torah there. And eventually they became the great people that they became. So those people were saved. We think about all the Corona tragedies that have taken place in the last few months. How many people's lives were lost? But how many people's lives were saved? How many people of Baruch Hashem has watched over them and has given them an extension of life and has given them a new life? And their fam- they're back to their families. Arya Ginsburg from the Five Towns, who was mamish terribly, terribly sick. And we were all diving for him. And Baruch Hashem, everyone watched over him. Why this chusim for this person and not for another person? That's the Rabban Hashem's chesbun. We, we don't know the chesbun is the Rabban Hashem. But we do know one thing. Everything is in the hands of a Kodesh Baruch Another aspect of how we see good in the world is... You know, again, I'll use a tragic case just to bring out this bring out this point. A 47-year-old man, nothing to do with corona, was sitting shiva for his father. His father passed away. His father was in his 80s, maybe 90. He got up from shiva. Two days after he got up from shiva, his heart stopped beating and he passed away. Crazy. His father died, and now this person is big time. He was perfectly healthy, he had a dome leg. And he got up, and it's so interesting. The story that happened is, right after Shachar's, he was speaking to someone, and he was speaking about how people 
You know, it could just a person's life could just be taken away like a dumb life. He said those words, and within a couple of hours, the insult passed away. So it's a tragedy. Family was, you know, tragically affected. So the answer is there's a Pasik in Tilum, Periklamid Zion, Pasik Zion. Daim Lashem Rashi says, Daim Lashem means wait. Wait. And Hashem is going to bring the Yeshua. It means we don't understand. We don't understand how it's going to come about. But we understand why young people are taken away from their families, why this one has the machlis. We don't understand. But if we recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one that's in charge, and the main thing is not to lose our seichel, not to lose it. When things, when tragedies take place, to stay even killed. And a person has to have menuchas hanefesh even the more, even during the most difficult time. This is an amazing, amazing thing. You have to see the good even when things seem not to be good. His wife passed away. He was in the hospital in Sharit Tzedek. And his, uh, there was a Talmud of his. His wife gave birth to a baby girl. And that person didn't know that Rabbi Zaman's wife passed away. So he saw Rabbi Zaman in the hallway, in the hospital. He went over to him and he said, Rabbi, I had a baby girl. So Rabbi Zaman, whose wife had passed away just, I don't know, within the hour, turned to him with this beautiful, beautiful, beatific smile that he had. And he said to him, ah, mazel tov, mazel tov. He gave a very, very warm mantel, and the Bachar, the young man went away. And the family of Rabbi Zalman afterwards said, Rebbe, father, uncle, how is it possible that you just like turned it on like that? It's not, not Shaykh. Not Shaykh. You just had a tremendous loss. Your wife for you was your treasure for so many and so many years. How could you not like, how could you not like show your despondency? So Rabbi Zalman said, what does one got to do with the other? Because I myself have a personal Sarah, I should have to affect another person's simcha? That person has a simcha at this time. Now that takes a lot of kaychus. Not everyone can really do that. But it just gives us a little bit of a role model, something that we can somehow look up to, to say that when things somehow look despairingly, when things look like they're not going the way we would like them to go, we recognize, hey, why is this happening? HaKadosh Baruch is the one that's in charge. So what can I do to help alleviate and what can I put myself into a position to make it better? When I say make it better, not to make it better, to make myself necessarily feel better, but to make it in a position that I understand what is my job right now? You know what your job is right now? What my job is right now? What everyone's job is right now? Turn to HaKadosh Baruch We have a sitter. We have a tillum. We have davening. Now that you guys are back in Minyanim, hopefully, Outside minyanim, inside minyanim, even when you weren't. But what can you do? You can open up the sitter. You can open up the venture. You can dive in. We dive into the one who's the source of everything. HaKadosh Baruch is the one that provides us. He's provided us until now. And HaKadosh Baruch is the one that will provide us in the future. Ah! Abayzai! Givaldik, 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 Zachar was saying over here. Now, I want to speak about some pleasant, pleasant things. I think you guys know that Mirz Hashem, we have some great, great simchas in our own family. And I got to tell you, <laughs> just yesterday was the Rebetzin and my wedding anniversary. And um, I don't want to say what number it is, 
but it's a nice number. And I just want to say is, is that uh, we're very, very thankful to the Rebbeinu Shalom for everything. And, you know, a lot of times when you go through life, and not every single moment of life is always, you know, upbeat. There's a lot of different challenges in life. But a lot of times it's good to look back and to, you know, to reflect. You know, there's a new chassan right over here, Ellie. Ellie and just got married this week. And I would imagine it was an amazing, amazing thing. Who would have imagined, Ellie, that you would have had a wedding in a, in a backyard, a nice backyard, but it wouldn't have been like a, you know, like a nice, beautiful wedding like everyone planned. But the answer is, this is what Abundant gave you. And I'm sure you're very, very happy. The truth is, the Rebbe's and I, we had a very, very special wedding. We got married in Vermont, going back many, many years ago. And we were just thinking about, you know, the particular wedding that we had, which was a highlight in our lives. And a lot of times you, you lose sight of the, of the highlights of your life. Now, for sure, the wedding is just the beginning of life. The highlights of life have so many different aspects. You know, it's, 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 you know, you, you, Baruch Hashem, if you're able to buy a home, you have a home. If you're Baruch Hashem, Zochah to children. Baruch Hashem, Zochah to have children that you had a, a bris. Baruch Hashem, you had children that have a bar mitzvah, a bas mitzvah. Children that are graduating from, 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 from elementary school. You know, just my, my granddaughter in Cleveland showed me here. They, had a, they just went back in Cleveland just like the past week. They went back for a few days and she showed me the sitter. They had a sitter party and she got a new sitter and she said Zadie look there's a picture of her and the, and the sitter and I said wow what a great thing you have the sitter now you can dive in. all the to take not not to take these things for granted these are all highlights in life these are all great things in life and to look at the good to see the good and I think this is a message we have to give to ourselves as we take a look at a world which is filled with craziness you know, upheaval, you know, pan epidemics, race riots. Uh, we don't know where things are going quickly. We don't know the, the elections that's coming up. Elections coming up, you know, everyone thought that America is the home of the democratic values, right? Oh, everything is good over here. But now we see what happens when democratic values are taken out of hand and you try to defang the police force. You try to take away their ability to, to, to control law and order. Crazy. So what do you have? What do we say? This, I think, is a very important thing. Such an amazing, amazing thing. What is that Baruch telling us somehow in this, in this particular message? He's telling us a lot of things. First thing he's telling us that he's in charge. No one else is in charge. But I think in a very, very simple manner, he's really, giving, he's really sticking it to us. If we, for somehow, bought into the society that we have all grown up in and that we looked up to as being the paramount world of life, and we thought that America is really the way for us to live our lives, and we didn't recognize that there's so much of the way I'll just put these words in, Gaius environment which in the end of the day, that entered into us. And we have to recognize this is not the society of the healthiest planet, of the healthiest na nation in the world. This is a society that is made up of all different kinds of interest groups, all different kinds of ways of thinking 
and living. And we are affected by it. We have to be honest with ourselves. What type of society do we aspire to? You know what we aspire to? We aspire to a society that speaks about the mission that we said in the beginning. Ayyav Shalom, Rodev Shalom, Ayyav Sabriyas, Kavan Torah, a world of Torah values, a, Torah, a world where the world of Limara Torah, learning of Torah, not only the learning of Torah, but the Torah is chesed. Now, I want to tell you, I saw this in, 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 in the Sefer that Rav Moshe Feinstein, when he was in Europe, a Rav in Europe, you don't understand what that meant. The cover that they gave for the Rabbanim was unbelievable. They looked up to the Rabbanim because they knew the Rabbanim really exhibited, and Rav Moshe was definitely one of those exemplary individuals. They exhibited what life is really supposed to be about. So he had every single morning, there was one member of the community in his shtetl that would come to the house before Rav Moshe would leave the house to go to shul, to be there to escort him to go to shul. A Rav cannot walk alone by himself. There was another person that would come to the house early in the morning, and he was a big tamakacham. And he would light the fire in the house, that the house should be warm. He'd come early in the morning, make sure that Rav Moshe's house should have firewood, and it should be lit. He was a big tamakacham, but this is the Rav. And kahena v'kahena, all kinds of other stories of people that they, they looked up to the Rav. The Rav was the most important thing. And then Rav Moshe had to leave Russia. He had to leave the communism. He had to save his family. And he came to America. You know what? He was willing to be a shamus in a shul. He was willing to be a, a person that didn't have any covet, so to speak. You know, the shamus in the shul. Gabba in the shul. Does he get a lot of covet? Josh, does he get a lot of covet? The guy by the show was always there screaming, why did you give it this only that only this is even lower than a guy by the shamus, right? What did he say? He said it's more important that my children should have a, a Jewish education, should have freedom of religion. So what do we see? We see from over here is the values. Rabbi said the values. So how can we somehow bring those values back into the world? So for sure, we're doing it in our lives as we try to do as best as we can. No question about it. Every single one of us is trying to make a Kiddush Hashem. But we have to dive into Kaddish Baruch. He should give us the ability that it should spread out into the rest of the world. So I think these are some of the thoughts we want to talk about, about how to see good in the world, in a world which is not good by expounding a goodness, by talking goodness, by living goodness, by looking at the goodness that Kaddish Baruch is giving us by not losing sight of the fact that no matter when things look dismal, by looking at the world and saying, this is not a society the way we really want it to be. And we have to daven and pray that we should come to a better society. And HaKadosh Baruch is the one that's in charge. And HaKadosh Baruch is the one that's watching over us. And Baruch HaShachiyonu V'Kiyamanu V'Giyonu in every single moment of life to be thankful. I know myself again with the Rebbe, and we said we have a big simcha coming up. We have an Ufruf to Shabbos. It's going to be a different kind of Ufruf. You know what the Ufruf is going to be? It's going to be an outdoor minion. Masks, masks on. It's going to be, the meal is just going to be the immediate family. Next week we have a Chasna. Also, very, very small event because that's the way it is. The dancing is going to be with strings. It's going to be so strange. But you know what? It's a Simcha. It's a young couple that's getting married. How can we not be thankful to Kodesh Baruch Wow. Not just be thankful to Kodesh Baruch Hu. Got to be more than thankful. Got to say Maidani in the morning. We got to say Maidim when we say Maidim. Just to be thankful and thankful and thankful for all the goodness that Kodesh Baruch Hu has given us. 
And I think part of the goodness is, is all the Talmudim from there, Yaakov. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful nachas. And to be together, to be able to have this opportunity to share in the Zoom schmooze. And I know you guys are really doing wonderful things. I really just want to wish everybody brachas. And they should be gesund. And panasatav, everyone's panasatav. We need panasatav. We just benched Rosh Chodesh this week. We made the brachas. We should be zeichem mitzah shem. The gula, gula shleima, b'mehavi yameinu, amen. Thank you for listening to this Foundation's podcast production. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. Thank you, and have a wonderful day.